because I'm going to pick up Rory. How are you, Rory? Good, how are you? You alright, champion? There's some hand sanitizer in the back there for you, matey. Cheers, mate. What's happening with you today, mate? Um, just at home. Oh, hello. I finished work. Oh, what do you do for work? I work with homeless people. Oh, awesome, mate. Yeah. What, what do you do with those guys? What, uh, so we work in a um, crisis centre, 24-hour crisis centre. Oh, mate, that is fantastic. Anything big happen overnight? <laughs> Always. Always something big happen. Is that right? <laughs> what was last night's That's, drama? It's just very unpredictable. You know, it's, it's the kind of job that goes from zero to 100 in a couple of seconds. So. Yeah, I can appreciate that, mate. I can appreciate that. What happened last night? What was the highlight of last night? Oh, just general squabbling between them and, yeah. Do they not go to sleep? I don't. Do they not just go to sleep? Uh, most of them do. Some yeah. of them, you know, if they're elevated and um, using drugs or alcohol can keep them awake. How long have you been doing that for you? Like this job? Um, I've been in this job for about 18 months. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Mate, we need more people like you, mate. We really do. That's, I like that, Rory. That's fantastic, mate. What made you get into that? Um, I have a history of, I was homeless many, many years ago, about six years ago. So you've gone full circle, mate. You've decided that you were homeless and you've gone to help people. Yeah. Mate, more power to you, mate. That's fantastic. Honestly, it is. There's not enough people out there that are in the thick of it and decide the best thing to do is go and help people that are also yeah. in that. So do you mind if I ask you how you became to be homeless? Or? Um, I was a crystal meth addict for 20 years. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, I mean, 20 years, Rory. What made you get out of it, mate? Um, I just, enough was enough, really. Um, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere. I, you know, the drugs had stopped working. I was just miserable all the time. Um, so I, I went to rehab and it Look. didn't work the first time and went back again and didn't work the second time, but yeah. Look at you now, kicking goals. Yeah. Hey, that's like, great. I like that story, mate. Um, when you were in the thick of crystal meth, mm-hmm. what's it like? Like what? What is what is the euphoria? What is the what's the attraction to it? When I first started using it, it was, you know it makes you feel superhuman. Yeah. Um, you know, and over time, you need more and more, and it stops doing what it um, originally did. Um, you know, it made me very social and stuff like that. And by the end, I was just withdrawn. I wasn't leaving the house. Um, yeah. Do you mind if I ask you how you fund that sort of stuff? I was a drug dealer. Man, crazy stuff, man. Did you get in trouble? A um, couple of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the with the with the with the boys in blue. Yeah. Mate, it's look. I, take, I honestly, I take my hat off to you, Rory, because there's. An, I had a girl in the car last week, Connie, week just a week before, and it was her birthday last Monday. Turned thirty, and she'd gone into. She was in rehab, day rehab for alcoholism. And she was a stunning girl. Like I don't mean stunning in. Yeah, she was a beautiful girl. I mean the way that she turned her life around. Yeah. yeah. Recognize it. Six years. An alcoholic, um, and mate, it'd be like you. She decided enough was enough, yeah, and made the change. And it's been a tough change, but she was seventy days clean, uh, and she was kicking a lot of goals. I really took my hat off to that young girl. So, wow, what was the biggest trouble you got into from people, from customers? Were there people that weren't happy with the fact that you know they didn't like the price that you were oh, offering? Or... I've, had a, I've had knives held to my throat. I've had a gun pulled out of me. Um, yeah, it's a very, very dark, dark place to be. Um, you know, you're dealing with um, some 
very unhinged, mentally unwell people. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you're a mentally unwell person yourself in all reality. Um, what is it? What's what's your advice to you to people now that are on addicted to drugs or alcohol? What's your what's your greatest piece of advice you can give to them when you're trying to work with them? They've got to be in a space where they're ready to do it. Yeah. And sometimes that is a very small window. The the problem with rehabs and stuff in well, not just Australia but everywhere is there's such a long wait list and that window of opportunity where someone goes, I need help, yeah. is very, very small. And you know, when you've got to call a rehab two times a week or every week or whatever, um, that's gonna be tough. That window that window closes because you just you end up starting using again and um, what was your window? Um, the first time uh, look I, I was homeless and um, I'd broken into my dad's garage because my stuff was in there um, to get a sleeping bag and I passed out and he found me down there in the morning and he just burst into tears. Um, oh, there was cool. drug paraphernalia and stuff around me and um, so I just was like, I need to do this, but I wasn't doing it for myself, I was doing it for for him, for family. Yeah. Um, How did that make you feel though when, he, when you realised he'd found you? Uh, broken, you know, to see dad who's quite, uh, you know, he's not the most in touch with his emotions yeah um just to see him crumble like that and yeah i mean he changed the locks of the house um so because they just had enough um mum had kicked me out um which totally understandable there's only so much you can do of course yeah so that's the first time or about the second time um the second time i rang up the uh, one of the rehabs that i'd been in previously and said i need help um can you get me back in? And she said, I can't, it's Christmas time, but leave it with me and within half an hour, she'd got me into another rehab. They're great people out there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So that's that time. That was, that was the second that got you where you are now? Or there's a third? Um, no, this time I didn't go to rehab. Um, okay. I had just started doing CMA, which is Crystal Meth Anonymous and AA. And I just stuck with the- Just killed it. Stuck with the people. Well done, and, mate. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. The people are out there that are doing all their amazing stuff with the homeless is incredible. As a homeless person, what's the biggest thing of a night time that you're afraid of? Because really, that's oh, that, that that's okay. I guess I understand that. Why would you want to fall asleep when you potentially can be hurt? Or where did you sleep? If you don't um, mind me asking, I slept at Central Station a lot um, on trains, um, just riding trains back and forth because there's cameras around and. You know, that's if something sort happens of at least. Numbers, you yeah. know, there's always a lot of people around. Um, you know, I grew up in Wollongong, and there was no way I was going to sleep down there. That's, you know, you sleep in a park or something down there. There's nobody around. You know, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. What's the most frightening thing that's happened to you of a night time though? Um, but I was always pretty well protected. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that I've seen happen to you know, I I worked with someone who had lighter fluid flicked on their sleeping bag and like a match flicked at them you know i've seen people's teeth smashed in um someone's got a acquired brain injury from being from being bashed up while they were asleep oh man that's crazy yeah that is crazy man um where are you now you're in a great space yeah that's awesome yeah. that is awesome and family where are they with you oh relationships best that's ever been in my whole life oh well yeah. man that, that's made my day yeah that's a great. That's a great story, Marty. Do you, do, you, do you have tough times? Um, I, I think yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, I mean that 
because I used for so long that sort of, and it was just a coping mechanism, it's sort of second nature. So, you know, dealing with your emotions that you blocked out for so long um, is always going to be a challenging thing. Yeah. And I suppose just over the years of being clean, um, it's it's gotten easier. But, you know, for someone who's first, first getting clean and sober, it's a very daunting experience. What was it like when you got your job? And they started paying you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 What did you do with your first paycheck? Uh, I paid some outstanding bills and yeah, yeah. man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, you've um, mate, I, 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 I mean, I, me saying thank you to you for the stuff you do to the homeless people means nothing. But um, mate, keep up the awesome work. I, I God forbid that myself or my children ever get in that position. You'd be surprised how easy it is. And most you know, people are a couple of paychecks away from it. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't dispute that, mate. I think I've got a pretty good. You'd like to think you've got a pretty good network behind you. Yeah. But yeah. it's not always as it seems, is it? So, um, mate, you have a great day. You too. Thank yeah, you very much. Thanks for sharing your story. No worries. Cheers, matey. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Rory. See ya. See ya, mate. Well, that was Rory. And Rory has come back from a pretty dark space, 20 years as a crystal meth addict. But just a, a wonderful result for him. Working with homeless people now. Just fantastic. Love that. Really, really great. Really great, actually. Okay. Just here to pick up George. There he is. Just get him on the left here, champion. Hey, buddy. How are you, George? Yeah, good, how are you? Good, thanks, boss. Just going to Victoria Street. Oh, yeah, cheers. No dramas, mate. How's your day been, buddy? Pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. What are you up to at the moment? Where, where are we heading to? Um, just heading to a friend's house, actually. Yeah, nice. They've got a bit of a walk. Yeah, no better day for it, too. Yeah, it was early, yeah. It's starting to get a little bit... Overcast. Yeah, a little bit overcast. If it rains, then that's an Uber driver's dream. And what do you do for work, mate? Um, I work for a uh, like construction uh, facility facility management kind of company. Yeah, nice. Over in roads by myself work at the moment. Is that holidays or is it just off work as in? Just, uh, yeah, well, um, recently um, had a, my, my housemate died a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, shit, sorry, mate. Yeah, so just took a couple of weeks off. Um, and you guys okay? Yeah, we just sort, I've just got so much to sort out. Um, so. Obviously, grieving and things, but because um, he was like an expat like me, so a lot of the planning and logistics has kind of fallen to us. His family over in France. Wow. Was it sudden? Yeah, yeah, it was an accident. Oh, mate, I hope you guys are okay. Yeah, thanks, mate. We had a mate of ours years ago that just very suddenly passed away. Just, you know, we saw him a couple of days prior. Yeah. You know, type thing. And, um, yeah, the grieving you can get through. Because, you know, it's, it's just a way of life. Yeah. But every now and again, his name is Simon George. And every now and again, I'll see Simon George trucks. I'm from Adelaide. And I'll see Simon George on a truck. I'm like, bloody hell, old Georgie. Oh, really? You know, and this happened 15 years ago. You know, you just, it's that every now and again, you see that little thing that reminds you. Yeah. You know, so. But, mate, more, more power to you guys. Make sure you stick together. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely brought us all a lot closer. And we're all taking their time off. And yeah, good. Just uh, looking after each other. That's awesome, mate. There's loads of people you can reach out to as well. Obviously, you know, if you 
need to chat. There's plenty of plenty of organisations out there that'll be able to help you guys yeah. out as well. Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, I've got a um, like I've gone to the therapist at the doctor because um, it's quite traumatic. Because obviously, you know, we lived together and it's like fell off our, um, our balcony. Um, and was this just an accident? Yeah, yeah, this is just an accident and just um, yeah, a couple of Fridays ago on the 18th. Mate, it happens, unfortunately. You know, it's the vagary of life. You know, you get through it. There's no doubt about it. And mate, going for a walk this afternoon. Good medicine. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that, it's that, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't need the, the doctor's medicine. Sometimes you need to get out and just clear your head. So, mate, more power to you, buddy. So, there are many uh, Uber podcasters. Are you the only one? I'm the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one, mate. And I started this about, I mean, I quit corporate because life is too short. All right. There's no, our conversation, there's no more apparent. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've got no desire to go back to my job now, sadly. But. No, no, but look, you, you, you know what? You're going to have to. And when you do, um, mate, you'll get through it. Yeah, there'll be some tough days, there's no doubt about it. And, mate, you'll get through it, there's no doubt about it. But um, the beauty of this job is that for, for 10 minutes in the car, if I can take your mind off what you're thinking about, or if a podcast is the is the means for you to get through the next hour, or whatever it might be, yeah. mate, I've done my job. You know what I mean? I mean, there are a lot of people that just will just go into their shell when things like this happen and just let it all bottle up. But if someone thinks, you know what, I've heard what you guys are talking about today, um, if that makes a difference, and if they hear that you know, George has gone out and gone for a walk to clear his head and to you know, get where he needs to go, mate, we've done our job. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's so tempting to stay, in, stay inside and, and wallow, but it does make a difference when you get out. It sure. does, and hopefully the time you spend with your friend, I mean, you yeah. never know, you might, you'll go for a couple of hour walk, Go and have a quiet beer somewhere, chat about your mate, and you know that's when you remember all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. know, and in fact, our mate was a prick. Georgie was an absolute prick at times. You know, but you wouldn't change it. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's the stuff you remember in these sort of times, uh, and it does get it does get better with time. I mean, the only advice I can say to you is make sure you're staying close with your mates, yeah. you know, your friends and family. And if you ever need to talk about it, you should actually do that because not enough guys, especially, talk about their feelings. I mean, I'm a great one for that. I've, uh, you know, I'm 49. I reckon it's taken me 45 years to work out. I need to probably sit down and just talk about shit sometimes. You know? Yeah, it's interesting actually. Cause I went to went to the therapist, and it kind of, you know, they don't actually like solve anything for you. But it is, I guess, the benefit of it is just you just pour out your thoughts, and someone's listening, and sometimes they kind of replay back to you. What yeah, hearing, but yeah, it's an interesting experience. But that's why I feel like I'm an Uber psychologist. You know, for 20 minutes, you get you pay me 10 bucks to go somewhere, and I give you an ear. <laughs> Let me get you up on the left here, buddy. Cheers, mate. Mate, enjoy the walk. Thank you. And keep smiling, George. Try and get over the bridge. Yeah, mate. And it, you know what? Doesn't matter how long it takes you. Doesn't matter if it pisses down. <laughs> you're still here, man. Stay safe, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks. For Take that. it easy, George. Well, that was George, and a good bloke, but doing it real tough at the moment. I can see that. His mate, only two weeks ago, passed away. It really is so important that you talk to people. Doesn't matter if you, you know, the biggest bloke. I'm really referencing guys here because we're shit at it. We really are. You can be the biggest bloke going around, the toughest bloke going around, but it doesn't mean you don't have feelings. And George, he was a cracking lad. And, uh, mate, I wish you all the best, champion. Yeah, bad shit happens. It does every single day. But 
for George and his extended friends and family and what have you who've lost their mates. Um, mate, I hope you hear this and it was a pleasure to take you from home to your friend's place to go for that walk. Hope you made it across the bridge and if you do hear this, let me know if you got across, champion. And I really do wish you all the best, buddy. So you, uh, you take care. Audio, another job's hit and it's Keenan. I wonder where Keenan's from. Audio says he's waiting. We'll get him. This is up him. There we are. Hello, champion. He's loving the number plate. Hey, mate. Hello, Keenan. Nice car. Thank you, mate. Is this an Uber car? This is my car with my number plate. Really? How good's that? I'm really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more surprises. Hand sanitizer there. You got it. Thank you. And the microphone here. Thank We're you. recording for my podcast. My Aussie Uber podcast. Really? 100% mate. You okay with that? I'm impressed. <laughs> no, I think it's cool. <clears throat> Thank you mate. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now whereabouts are you from? Germany. I love Germany. Really? Have you yeah. been there before? I have. I've been to Berlin a few times. Oh, it's a nice city. How long have you been in Australia for? Like, I'm living here now 10 months. What brought you here? What brought me here? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really hard story. Like. You know, I, I was I studied in Germany international economics. I was really a good guy. I played football as well. Everything was fine. I played for uh, in Germany for Eintracht Trier. It's in the fourth league. And um, then uh, something horrible happened. Like I met a few bad people in Germany. I made a quite bad experience with money, investing in really bad shit and everything. And I changed a little bit my personality, like I was not the person like before when I met these people. And then I was not quite happy with myself after this. It was like a year, it was like for a year, you know, like. I was so what sort of person were you before you met them? What kind of person I was before? Yeah. Yeah, I was like very organized, very nice. So like now I was really like an organized uh, young man who uh, enjoyed his life, who traveled a lot. Yeah. But when I earned money and when I worked also, like I met really bad people, criminal people. And um, what sort of trouble did you get into? Trouble with drugs and everything. Really? Mm. That's sad. Really sad. And then after one year, after one year, after losing friends and after making bad experience with horrible people, I said to myself, I'm not happy. And I lost a lot of friends. And my parents were also very disappointed at me because like, before I came to Australia, before I made the decision to come to Australia, I wanna I wanna be clear with myself. And I went to my living room, to my uh, went to our living living room to all my parents, and I told my parents, mom and dad, I have to tell you a story. And I told everything what happened in one year, and uh, they were really shocked about me. And I said to them, I wanna fix it, but I wanna I don't wanna fix it with with help. I wanna fix it with myself. And then I told my parents I want to go to Australia because many many friends I had before in Germany told me Australia is a country where you can where you can make everything possible and where you can live your dream and where you can be where you are independent and where you have to take care of yourself, especially when you are alone on your own. Are you living your dream now? Yeah. What's so good about it? What's so good about it? When I came here, <coughs> the first thing I was really impressed was how healthy the people are in Australia. How nice they are to each other, how they trust to each other, how they are like connected to each other. And the most important, the most impressive thing, what I realized in Australia, if you work hard, uh, you, you get what you deserve. Yeah, it's true. 
so what my idea was normally to go back to football and living my old life, playing football, going to uni, continue my uh, university here and everything. But then, like, I realized, like, I'm really running out of money and, like, I have to find work quickly. And then, like, I started working in construction. Yep. And the thing is, like, um, I started working in construction. And I, before I went to work, I was thinking, about, oh, I'm so scared with construction because I never had a hammer in my hand before. <laughs> and the thing is, I started with concrete. And concrete is really one of the hardest work in construction. And then after a few weeks, after a few months, I realized, oh, it makes fun. Oh, I feel good. I, I feel healthy. Awesome. I feel, I feel, I feel good because I realized now how things fit together when you build a house. I never, I never knew before how to use a hammer, how to use a shuffle, how to use a tape measure, how important all these things are. So I started working construction and then. I really enjoyed my time working construction, like with my boss. Yeah. And I told, and me and my boss, we became friends after a few months. But then, like, I was thinking about myself, like, my boss asked me about my personality, what I did, I did in Germany. He asked me the same questions what you asked me. And I told my boss the whole story. He was also shocked because he said to me, Hey, you seem like a pretty nice guy. How, how could it be that you are such a bad person? I'd never heard someone. I only what, what did you do wrong? I invested in in businesses which are not, which are really which is really bad. So what did he say when you told him that? Obviously, he said fair enough. That doesn't seem like you. He said fair enough. That doesn't seem like you. As long as you change, as long as you are reliable, as long as you are honest to me, yep. I will always be your boss and I will always help you. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and then um, I keep going with work and everything is fine and like. I'm now 10 months here and I can say like I'm more happier than I was before, before the situation in Germany. Like I'm really unbelievably happy. I don't really have much money. I don't really have like uh, really a ground under, we say in Germany ground under your feet when you have like savings and everything. Yeah. But I can say that I'm really thankful to the Australian country to give me the opportunity to work here, to give me the opportunity to live here and to give me the opportunity to stay here. Are you playing football again? Uh, I'm, going, I'm going back to football this month, yeah. With who? Um, I'm looking for, for a club. <laughs> like, wow. I don't know. Like, I, I contacted some agencies and they said to me they have trouble with overseas players because they can only sign two players from overseas. Right, so okay. It's a rule here, but because I think it's a quality thing because, like, I don't want to say Australia is bad in soccer, but we are quite good in Germany. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, but look at the German-England Rivalry. Mm. I mean, yeah, we have a big rivalry. A massive England. rivalry. Yeah, and more rivalry against Netherlands. <laughs> more than England. Yeah. Who's the greatest German player you've played with? Uh, I think he's now playing in the Bundesliga. His name is Robin Koch. Like he's. Um, he was good. Yeah, he was like he was. I was twenty-one. He was eighteen or nineteen. He came into our team first season. Like we knew before, he's going to be a star. And he's now playing for the German national team. Wow. And, um, but the thing is, what I also like about myself is that I realized very early football is not everything in life. No, it's not. I mean, I earned money with football a bit. It's not, it's not really much, but like, um, I realized how quickly football can be over for someone and how quickly can the business be done because football is not only about talent, football is also. Uh, connected to economy and all the other stuff and about money. Football is really much about money. 
But you must imagine when I came here, the most important thing for me is after disappointing my parents. My parents can all say, I'm, we are proud of ourselves. I was, about to, I was about to ask you, what do your parents think now? Yeah, they are happy. They are the most, they are more happy than they were before. Awesome. I, well, mate, I'm, I'm happy for you as well. Yeah, I didn't, you know, the thing is like in, in my, in this year where, when I made bad, bad decisions, I didn't hurt anyone. I didn't, I was not really connected to businesses. I just gave people money. Where they, I, I knew it later. They used the money for, for criminal stuff, you know. And I yeah. didn't know that. They asked me, "Can you lend me money?" Because I had it in this time. But now, like my parents are really happy with me. That's good. My father was an engineer. He said, "Loud." He said, "Kenny, I never expected that you work in construction, and now you are going into my footsteps. You're following my footsteps, like where I have been." That's and you must imagine. I, I you know when I get when I go home now I can build a house. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can use a hammer. I can use a hammer. I can use steel. I can use mesh. I can use concrete. I know how how things fit together. This is for me really was for me one of the best experiences in my life. Whereabouts in Germany are you from? Yeah, Frankfurt. Oh, beautiful. Germany is just beautiful. I went to a place called Kaiserslautern. Yeah. It's a close. It's a. It's a really nice area. Yeah. So I went there and watched Australia play Japan in the World Cup. Really? Yeah. You might remember that you have been in Germany 2006 World Cup. Correct. This was one. Of, this was the one of the most beautiful time in my life. It was so special for me because many, many people from many, many countries came to Germany. Yeah. And you must imagine for me, what makes me happy is to see other people happy and laughing. Because you'd have been 14, 15. I was like 2006. I'm not 27. Um, yeah, I yeah. was like 13, 12, 13, 12, 13 14. 13. Yeah, and you must imagine, I saw many people from all over the world, and they were all happy together. We were watching football. We had no no fights in the streets. They were all celebrating this football. Uh, it was like for me, like I, I can still cry if I if I if I watch documentaries about the German World Cup. Yeah, it's great. I right. remember standing under the Brandenburg gates, mm. watching Brazil. Against France? Yes. This was the best game football I ever watched. Yes, and I was watching it there with my, my ex-partner at the time. Mm. We don't hadn't been dating, only a couple of years. Mm. And uh, I remember watching that game underneath the Brandenburg Gates. It was just... There were, there were millions of people. Fun, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was it was such an amazing atmosphere. Mm. So yeah, you guys you guys did a great job of hosting the World Cup. Yeah, they really made it great job. Everything was organized. The teams were. You, for me, it was a happy feeling when I saw a team bus on the autobahn. You know, yeah. the German yeah. autobahn. Yeah. Uh, when I saw a bus of a team, doesn't matter. Was it like uh, Tunisia or like? Morocco or I don't know which country was it didn't matter but it, it makes you happy like I get it man I get it that's awesome I can still like tell stories about the World Cup it's beautiful I will wow. never forget it and like but in Germany we grow up with football like I've played football since I was four years old like, well I wish you all the best thank you very much I, I wish you all the best man, you're a very all, nice guy thank you mate I appreciate that uh, I hope you I hope you get to play soccer again yeah, hopefully. And you know what? If you don't, at the level you want, it doesn't matter. Mm. Play it socially. You know, just go and enjoy your time. Mm. Yeah, the most 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 important thing for me when I when I played soccer was you must imagine since I'm four years old, my father watched every game. He really watched every game of me, and every time when I make a goal, I'm showing my finger onto him. <laughs> I only played. Be- I also played before crowds and visitors, you know. But like every goal I'm I'm doing is like for my father. Like I'm still doing it here, 
But the thing is, like, my finger goes to the sky because my father's, like, so far away. Yeah, and I get it, man. I get it. But I love that story. How long are you here for? I want to stay. I, I just extended my visa one and a half years <laughs> Because I can't, imagine, I can't imagine to go back. I mean, I miss my parents. I still cry sometimes. But as long as my parents are happy, and that's the only thing I care about. Uh, I'm sure they're very proud of you, mate. Yeah. I'm sure they're very proud I mean, of you. I'm also proud of myself. Of course you, mate. You should be. Well done. You've done a great job. Yeah. There you go, brother. Hey, I wish you really all the best. Thanks for the nice trip. No trouble, mate. Stay safe, yeah? Thank you very much, Cheers, Kenan. Cheers. Bye. Ciao, mate. Ciao. Well, that was Kenan. He was a lovely bloke. He had a bit of a story to tell. Got into trouble with the German criminal gangs and uh he's just taking a photo of oz uber good bloke that one well done cannon mate really like your story champion wish you all the best mate i'm sure you'll come good and you'll you'll feature on the podcast somewhere that was a lovely story well that's the end of another awesome episode first was rory his was a great story you know 20 year addiction with crystal meth but he's come good and he's helping the homeless in his new job which is just fantastic and it's more stories like that that uh, just inspire you to keep going. So congratulations, Rory. I really enjoyed that, mate. Uh, wish you well. George, hey, that was a pretty tough drive, that one, even though it was a short trip. I just hope you and your mates are getting around each other. So, so apparent in current times that some bad things happen, some sad things happen. But make sure you reach out to your mates. Make sure you stay close. Go for those walks and enjoy those. It will get better, mate. And I really do hope that the sun keeps shining for you, champion, mate. You're, you're, you're a good lad. All the best. And then Keenan, all the way from Germany, got into a little bit of strife, but made good on himself and uh, decided the best thing to do is come to Australia and try and kick a few goals. And literally, as a soccer player. But congratulations, mate. Hope you go well in the building industry. I'm sure you're going to end up going back home at some point. You'll build your own house and you'll sit on the front porch one day and you'll think, gee, haven't I come a long way? But I hope you get to where you need to with the soccer and I hope every nail that you drive in from now on is a nail in the right direction, mate. So congratulations. Look forward to hearing how your, your journey goes. Thanks to everyone again for subscribing, rating and reviewing. We're just getting so many comments and feedback and it really is just awesome. And for those incredible people that have put their hand in their own pockets and donated via the Patreon link on the webpage. Incredibly grateful. It does, as I say each time, go back into what we're doing. And we're trying to get uh, bigger and better. We hope you enjoy it. So I look forward to speaking to you all soon.